Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Amazing Race Rewind podcast, the podcast where we rewind back in time to watch the earliest seasons of the Amazing Race for the first time. My name is Andrew. And I'm Jill. And we are here today with a very special guest that we're very excited to talk to about season two, episode two of the Amazing Race. Here is Martine Munford. Martine, how are you doing? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be part of the Amazing Race. Amazing Race Rewind. Amazing Race Rewind. Yes, thank you. So first things first, what is your history or familiarity with the show The Amazing Race? Are you familiar, a lifelong fan, first time watcher? What do you know about the show? I've watched a couple of the seasons before. I've watched more of Amazing Race Canada, just because, you know, I'm Canadian. We've watched it in school before. It's a part of our curriculum. That's not a lie. It was it was grades um, one, two, three, four at least. Well, a seven, eight. We did in seven, eight. Yeah, that's yeah. True. yeah. So I'm a bit familiar with the show. I right. have not watched season two, and I have not watched episode one. And I just jumped right in them at this one. I was so excited to be here. Yeah, Martine is going to be kind of the model for us having a couple wow. guests on this this season. So she's going in completely blind. Doesn't know any of the teams prior to this. Maybe watched one of our past podcasts just to get an idea of the <laughs> format, but or listen, pardon me, listen to one of our past podcasts. But yeah, this is kind of all new. And Martina is a lifelong friend of both Andrew and I, so we thought, who better to have as our first guest? Yep, here we are. So, Martina, what were your overall thoughts on this episode? Just kind of first impressions. First impression is that Peggy and Claire, I'm rooting for them in every part of life. Well, how can you not? How exactly? How yeah. can you not? When it comes to those grannies, I'm I'm in the trenches with them emotionally yeah. speaking. Yeah. They are your Dave and Margareta. Crickets. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dave and Margareta were my favorite team last season. I cannot stop talking about them. They were everything to me. I was invested emotionally and my world collapsed in on itself when they were eliminated. So that's the kind of vibe that we're having with Peggy and Claire here as well. Yeah. I'd also extend that to the twins. I'm oh. very invested in them. I think they have good hearts. Okay. Like, they just seem to have, like, a good spirit about them, and I trust them in the show. Okay. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm glad you've got such strong and specific takeaways. That's That's great. That's my role when it comes to watching, like, reality, TV, or any sort of, like, games. Yeah. I, I attach myself to the You're characters. You're in it for the characters. I'm in it for the characters, really and truly. Well, overall, I thought that this was a fun episode. It was very travel-based. There was a lot, of, a lot of travel going on, but it was still very interesting. Because a lot of the times the travel episodes can be kind of dull, but I think there was a lot going on. They've, they've picked it up since last season. Yeah, and I think there were, there were a lot of great quotes this episode, and I think this cast is really providing especially as opposed to the season one cast they we said before they knew how to cast the personalities for this one the casting team really stepped it up from last season they did all right well now that you've met our guest and (laughs) that we've got some fire or some first opinions out let's just jump right into the episode unless there's anything else you want to add no i say let's get going all right so where do we open so we are starting here with tara and will the winners of the last leg they're starting at 1106 p.m. from the boat where the pit stop was last episode and they are tasked with taking a taxi to a samba club where they have to then find a dancer whose headdress matches a feather that they've been given i will say in the past we've often talked about later starting times being a disadvantage this is the first time i think that there's been a really really late start time that they've been able to make progress and complete a task during but it makes sense because it was a nightclub 
Yeah, I was like, why are we racing in the middle of the night? Like, this is really strange, because usually they just um, have to go to bed right after they, because everything's closed. But here we are. Martina, what did you think of this tag, Samba, Samba Club task here? My biggest takeaway was, I, I feel for the taxi drivers here. Yeah. And I've thought this each time I've watched Amazing Race, like the amount of pressure and stress that they're under. Yeah. However, I know there's a lot of stress by the competitors in this. I think Tara was pretty rude to them in this yeah, episode. I, I I don't want to like talk badly about any of the contestants, but I wasn't in a fan of that personally. I mean, the title of the episode, what was it? Help Me, I'm American. Yes. Yeah, wait, I mean, set me up for it. And I, I think it delivered in that sense. But I, I wasn't jazzed about that part. I will say, though, that quote, Help Me, I'm American, didn't actually come from the taxis there, though. That came a little later. But yes. it, it still sets, the, I think they picked a good quote to set the tone for the episode. Absolutely. So what Martina is referring to is, so Tara and Will, their taxi driver was just kind of driving around in his circles and didn't exactly know where he was going. And after they got out of the taxi, she promptly told him that he sucked at his job. Yeah. Which, I see, I thought maybe Will was maybe just a volatile one, but they're both quite volatile, actually, after that. Like, could you imagine telling somebody that they just straight up suck at their job? I, after I, just, like, what? Like, especially, like driving around in the middle of the night yeah. with like passengers that don't speak your language and they're insisting that they do i mean what was it they were speaking spanish to portuguese drivers <laughs> and i just i i get the frustration by the taxi driver i'm with them yeah. i'm on their moment side of, moment of respect for taxi drivers on the amazing race yeah Honestly, Absolutely. they we haven't acknowledged them enough go through so much i mean we talked about last season in china when they the taxi driver was like hitting himself because he was so stressed because the teams were just yelling at him I can't imagine the cameras language. on them help either. Yeah. Especially at night when you got the lights on them too. Like that would stress out any driver regardless if that's your profession. Yeah. Uh, something else to note. So while Cindy and Russell were going to this task, um, their taxi was didn't know where he was going and he pulled over to a gas station which actually had an angel on it. And they claim in confessional that that angel actually got them to the nightclub and due to their religious associations they have a spiritual advantage so that angel was actually watching over them and help them get to the nightclub i think if you need that takeaway to get you to the the task at hand yeah absolutely do what you got to do yeah is it just a coincidence or is it more <laughs> <laughs> that's the real question yeah. but for them I, I don't think it was yeah so i think that's kind of good i don't, well, I don't know is it offensive to call religion their shtick <laughs> because that's kind of what it is i, don't think, no, I mean it's competitors it was their gimmick i say we talk about the edit personality a lot you know last season especially yeah. with the guidos and being the villains and stuff but you can definitely see that this is how they're being edited this season right so Absolutely. the edit i'd say right now they're the only team that has a strong edit personality coming through and that's what it is yeah well i'd say them with that and then Taryn will and also their villainy but Taryn will have the, like, Franca Margarita dynamic of, like, oh, they're a couple, but are they going to stay together? I guess so. But I think they're kind of worse than Franca Margarita, like, attitude-wise. I actually, sorry, this isn't really related to any specific task, but I still wanted to ask it of you, Andrew. And actually, it works well for you, oh. too, Martine, being here. You both have siblings, and I know we talked about this a little bit before, but there were no sibling teams last season. This season, there are about three sibling teams. Would you ever consider this with your siblings? No. Absolutely not. No way. We have, and I will just add here, we actually have an observer to this episode, Miss <laughs> Kyla Johnson, um, who's actually a twin. And so let's hear the, because I feel like the twin versus sibling relationship is a little different. 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 So the two of have siblings are saying absolutely not, but what's the twin take? 
So my <laughs> brother and I, we're very, very close. We've been close our whole lives and we're very different when it comes to many different things, but I feel that we're both competitive and that competition would probably drive us to work well as a team, I think. And I feel like the age difference between most of us here, you you and your sisters, Martine, are very different in age. So I feel like there's some differences. And then as well as you and your siblings, Andrew, you probably have different mindsets. Whereas Damon and I, my brother, we're literally five minutes far. Yeah. We know basically everything about each other. We work well that way. We know each other's strengths. We know each other's weaknesses. And we're very opposite in those fields. So I feel like him and I would work very well when it comes to twins. Also, I am team twin on the <laughs> amazing race i hope they win okay well they won this leg so yeah. there they're we clearly go doing them. well for themselves okay. yeah well there we go i just wanted to ask of that because i feel like it's a different dynamic this season but it seems to be working out well for the, the sibling teams yeah so all the teams are kind of starting out there um all starting at different times obviously and they're going to the task and mary and peach speaking of siblings um they get going and peach has a quote here where she says quote my sister is like a mule. She can do anything. Now, I don't know how flattering it is to call somebody a mule. And when you think of what is the epitome of versatility and being able to do anything, are you going to think of a mule? I feel like a workhorse is a better compliment than a mule. Like what? Can you enlighten me on this? I, I will say I've never <laughs> heard that phrase be used before. I've never used it. Um, yeah, it's not the first word I would it's not the first yeah. equine animal I would use. <laughs> when I think mule, I think someone who can carry things and travel well. Okay. Like yeah. Maybe you can I, carry the pressure, carry the stress. Yeah, I, I get if they could apply it to an emotional sense. That being said, I don't think it's a compliment. No, mule seems quite derogatory, yeah. so it might have been backhanded. It might have been a charged comment there from Peach. <laughs> Gary and Dave also get going, and Gary has a quote here saying that we may not have smarts, we may not have looks, but we have heart. And you know what? Tortoises aren't very smart, but they win the race. He equates them to the tortoise and the hare story. Yes. See, these people are giving great quotes here right off the bat. They really are. Yeah. Or maybe the editors are just getting better at picking sound bites. I mean, they got to get better with that with each season. I yeah. can imagine it can only go up from here. I can imagine the same. So, so yeah. the Samba Club... And, I mean, all the teams start relatively close together, too. It's not, like, a large gap. So they all get through the, the Samba Club task pretty quickly and move on to the detour. Yeah, so the first team, Taryn, well, they started at 11.06 p.m., and then the Gutsy Grannies were the last team to depart at 1.32 a.m. So there is about a two-hour difference there. Uh, so it's not, not too extreme here. So all the teams make it to the nightclub with little difficulty, other than the little bit of cab issues that were going on. And then after that, the next clue guides them to Pedro Bonita Mountain, which we get to our detour, which is freak out or seek out. Now, Jill, do you want to describe this detour? For yes. Everybody? So freak out involves hang gliding down to, well, we should add that the teams will have to sleep overnight with either task. And in the morning, uh, they can wake up and either do freak out, which is hang gliding off the mountain they're on down to the beach where they will immediately be handed their clue. But seek out means they drive down to the beach a little longer ways and actually have to take a metal detector and search in an allotted uh, area of sand for their clue in the sand. And then there is also a fast forward here. Yes. But I think before we get into the fast forward, Martine, what are you choosing here? Hang gliding or uh, metal detecting? Personally, 
Yeah. I am petrified of heights. Okay. And the idea of hang gliding sounds like the worst thing I can think of. Okay. So I'm all for metal detecting. But here's the thing is, and this is what I often say with these tasks is I would, I know I would say no, but I know that, that if it was me and Andrew, Andrew would make me. So if you were with your ideal, like ideal partner on the race, would do you think anyone would be able to make you? I think I could be inspired enough, Yeah. but I need to meet that person to inspire me. You know, okay. you haven't met them yet. I, I feel like I haven't met um, my amazing race partner yet. Interesting. I'm still wow. waiting for that in life. Interesting. I will. This is just a little takeaway, too. You mentioned the, the mountain was called Pedra Bonita, and Bonita is in Spanish, beautiful, but Pedro's stone. So it literally translates to beautiful stone. Wow. Good to you, yeah. Espanol or Portuguese. Yeah. So, yes, but the thing is, the hang gliding is the faster option. So, would that not motivate you, Martine, if you're on the amazing race? I think I'd have to look at how much time I have and also looking at my partner too, like, okay, realistically, what do we think we're capable of? Because I think the, one of the main points of The Amazing Race is to push yourself right. and go past those boundaries that you've already have in place. Yeah. I don't know. If I were to do it, I feel like that's the time I would do it. Right, you know? exactly. And yeah. most teams do choose the hang glide. The only ones who don't are actually because, well... Gary and Dave end up at the seek out for a little bit, but that's only because they actually lose out on the fast forward task. Yeah, so they spend a little bit time doing the metal detector, but then they just kind of give up and see everybody else is doing the hang gliding and how much quicker the hang gliding is. So they go up and do the hang gliding anyway. Um, just to talk about the detour itself, can we get some better detours in here? Like we're at season two, everybody's going to pick the hang gliding. You it's going to be the faster option. You think they would have learned from yeah. last time? Yeah, and then also something notable is that the cab driver actually ran over Doyen's foot um while while they were going to this detour and i cannot imagine how horrible he that gets would be. A, he gets out of the car and then just instantly kind of exclaims and starts hopping and the shoe is kind of still stuck under the wheel yeah yeah i gotta give it to him for walking it off though i know he just and kept going and like to say to the cab driver, oh it's not your fault it's not your fault i mean that's what i'm saying the, the good spirit yeah they got a good heart as opposed to tara who say you suck yeah it's the difference in treatment <laughs> and i mean he goes on to say that he's like being in a full body cast is not enough to stop him from doing this race so well that's good, the spirit we need good for him and the twi- the twins are actually the other team to go for the fast forward along with Gary and Dave. Yeah, see, the gutsy grannies also go for the fast that forward. But upon arrival, they see that other teams are there and say, okay, we're not going to beat them at volleyball because they're 30 years younger than us. So Well, let's explain. Go we haven't to... explained the fast forward, so let's do that. Okay, yes. So the fast forward starts at 6.30 a.m. as opposed to the, to the detour tasks, which start at 8 a.m., which is part of the motivation of why the twins and Gary and Dave did it, because they're like, okay, might as well try this out. So the task is that you have to score 10 points against professional volleyball players, although the volleyball players in Rio, Rio style is apparently where you can't use your hands, which is news to me. I never knew that. Yes. Now, I feel like this, when I was watching this, Andrew, I was thinking specifically of you. Yeah. Because you are the resident volleyball star. You've won awards. Wow. You've, you've practically gone to the Olympics. What? Oh, yep. That's me. In my mind, yeah. absolutely. I was there, yeah. Exactly. So, do you think we would go for this fast forward if you were if you were doing it? Um. I'd, like, do you think you'd be able to win? Well, I mean, like, eventually you're going to score 10 points. It's just a matter of the other team making mistakes. But do you think but... you would absolutely murder the other team? Well, I mean, it also depends on the, the partner because volleyball is a team sport. You can't touch the ball three times in a row. True. So, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I would go for the fast forward. Again, like always, it depends on where you are in the race and how you're feeling. But 
I think I think we could be fine at this. Interesting. Yeah. Weren't they like the teams that were competing in that volleyball game? They weren't playing it the real way. They were just like the, playing regular volleyball they, for them. Yeah, the other team that they had to play against were professionals who were playing the Rio style. Yeah. But the Amazing Race teams could just play hands. So I think Andrew would hold up pretty well. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? So yes, yeah. P- Peggy and Claire go for it, and they have a quote here. Um, where Peggy says, Claire played volleyball in high school, so she thinks that she can be professional players in Brazil. And it's with a little bit of sarcasm. Not sarcasm, <laughs> what's the word? Um, snark. Snark. There we go. I admire the confidence, though. Yeah. If you think you can do it, <laughs> do it. Go for it, yeah. Now, while before any of these tasks start, there is also um, a little bit of decision-making by Blake and Paige, who debate doing the metal detector task, but to me, I think they almost crossed a, a line here i almost think they gave themselves a penalty but they avoided it but do you want to explain that well i actually was quite impressed with blake and page i think this was outside of the box thinking of trying to do the detour before because they have all this time to, to waste because they're arriving at the mountain at like 1 a.m or so and the detour doesn't open until 8 a.m so they say okay we're going to be standing here anyway so might as well go down and try to find the clue so they try to rent a metal detector from a hotel or something but the hotel doesn't have one but i appreciate the sentiment and the effort that they're putting in here See, to me, this is giving Rob and Brennan buying a phone for $300 vibes. <laughs> like, I genuinely believe that this is something that they would be penalized for immediately, or if not, after this episode, it would be added to the rule book. Like, you can't go and, yeah. like, semi-complete a task before it opens. Yeah, I would agree that they would probably put something in place after that. But overall, this episode, I thought they were, Blake and Paige were quite resourceful. I thought they... They had the, to although, be. yeah. They were scrapping. <laughs> I really admired their creativity. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was essentially by the rule book, yeah. and I think there's subject to like change later on. But I, I really respect them for doing that. And they, yeah, they nearly avoided elimination in this episode, and they, they were fighting. So they were. That, they were my winner picks actually last episode. So yeah, okay, back to the fast forward task. So. Gary and Dave and Shola and Doyen go for it. And Gary and Dave are absolutely brutal at volleyball. They get like two points while Shola and, and Doyen get 10 points. And win the fast quickly, forward. And win the fast forward. And are told to go to the pit stop, which is 900 miles away at Iguazu National Park. The, um, yeah, Iguazu Falls. I think they might be one, not a world, uh, world wonder, but oh. or they might be. They're up there. And definitely, we I know last episode we talked about the big landmarks of South yes. America that this season was going to hit, and they're definitely hitting one of them there. Um, and yeah, so we talked about how Gary and Dave did the beach task anyway since they're there, and then they switch to the, the hang glide once they see others doing it. Now the hang glide, the gutsy grannies here have quite a debate as they watch the first couple teams. And we should add with the hang gliding, you can only go one at a time. Yes. So they're standing there and waiting, and they have a little bit of a debate. What were your takes on, on that? Yeah. So Bad Peggy. knees all around. Peggy is concerned about her knee that she had torn up years ago in a skiing accident. So she's a little bit apprehensive to be doing this hang gliding. And it takes the other teams to convince them to hang glide because they didn't want to do it at first. But um, one of the teams said, well, you got to hand in your T-shirts because you're not gutsy grannies if you're you're not going to do the hang glide. So, yeah. Hold them to it. They do it. And there's a a lot of... um you know, as they watch the other teams take off, they're a little skeptical and they're a little nervous. Yeah. But they do it. This was a very inspirational moment that touched the hearts of many people around the world, including myself. Me as well. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just beautiful. And I, I've written down in my notes here, yeah. Gutsy Granny's for the win. 
I think that's just a theme of the episode. Well, to be honest, I am shocked that they've made it this far. I thought last episode they were out. I thought this episode they were out. No spoilers. They're clinging on. (laughs) And there's a quote here where one of them says, I think it's Peggy. She says, my legs were wobbly. I could hardly stand up. We're going to go off balance. We'll dive down in the trees and die. Is their accent that strong? (laughs) I think it was. I think we can make it stronger. I think that's you projecting a little bit. Okay, well, I'm famously very bad at accents. Yeah, it's giving you and the Kevin and Drew Bronx accent. Yeah, well, I can do... Yeah, well, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, Andrew. I thought your accent was good. Well, thank you. I really tried to embody Peggy there. Yeah, they're going to bow down in the trees and die. So she did it overall. After all, I mean... And afterwards, she thanks her hang gliding person. She says, thank you, Marcel. That was wonderful. And says she's going to take hang gliding lessons now. And I think she embraces him pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. She truly had a meaningful experience. And the music in the back is so inspirational. This changed lives. It did. And I'm so glad that they're on the season. They are really casting gold here. And I'm glad we get to spend more time with them. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of the highlight from the detour here. Everybody does the hang gliding. Everyone enjoys it. Yes. And then afterward, they have to go to a bus station and take a bus to the next location, which is near the border of Argentina. And here, Shola and Duane are falling apart. One of them said that they twisted their ankle during the volleyball game, but... They're going. They're still going. And the fast forward wasn't so fast because they actually ended up on the same bus as Chris and Alex and Tara and Will. Yeah, the only difference was that they, instead of having to complete a couple more tasks when they arrived to the the location where the bus dropped them off, they could just go straight to the pit stop. But yeah, they were still kind of, I wouldn't say neck and neck, but there was that chance. It was, they're still not great at ensuring these fast forwards are fast yet. Yes. But I do think that's a part of the race that you're going to get into. I mean, as we find out later on, one of the buses did end up breaking well, down. Two of them did, I think. Two of them, yeah. yeah. I think that's just a part of how it goes. Well, I mean, last season, there was actually an instance where a team won the fast forward and actually yeah, almost... Much. They got last place. They but... would have been eliminated had there not been a penalty in place from another team. Yeah. They were overconfident a little bit, and they didn't really inquire further into... Well, it was a whole thing. Just listen to the episode. <laughs> what is that? Episode 8, I want to say? I don't know. Episode 8, episode 9, maybe. But yes, they have to go to Faz du Iguazu, which is a 22-hour bus ride away. And the big drama here at the bus station is that Blake has lost his wallet, which is something that I would be terrified to do if on the race. The wallet with all of the money they are given, the only money they have to get around on this leg. Remember... That bus tickets, taxis, everything has to come out of the money they're given at the start of each leg. Only plane tickets they don't have to pay for. So, Martine, if you were on the race, how would you cope if you lost all your money? What would you do? I think you got to begin with a solid cry. Yeah. I don't know if I would proceed in the same way that they did. Yeah. Going around saying, I'm American, like, please (laughs) give me money. I think... (laughs) Uh, you do have to beg a little bit. I don't know if I'd, I'd drop nationality in there. Yeah. It felt a little unnecessary for me, but I I do get where they're coming from. And this is what we brought up earlier, where the title of the episode is literally, Help Me, I'm American. Yeah. So what they did is they found somebody who spoke English and then got them to write a sign for them in Portuguese and essentially begged for money, which is, I mean, props to them for having the humbleness to be able to do that you know because i feel like you got to put your ego to the side a little bit to to beg for money on this in uh rio you're on the amazing race you got to do what you got to do yeah but here again i was impressed by them with their resourcefulness they weren't really phased by losing their wallet they just 
found a way, found a solution, and got on the bus. If there's a will, there's a way. Although that's Tara and Will's thing. Yeah, it's because not Blake his and name Paige. is Will, yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, there's and, a lot of bus trouble that comes up. Yeah, well, and also Blake and Paige say that they actually got $20 within, like, five minutes. So it worked for them. I mean, that's pretty impressive. I mean, it probably helps that they're both good-looking and young, you know? Yeah, like, and you've got were, cameras on them, too. Yeah, that, yeah. too, I guess. Mm-hmm. The first bus is leaving at 9.50 a.m., and it has Chris and Alex, Shola and Doyin, and Tara and Will on it. The second bus is at 10 a.m., only 10 minutes afterward, which is Cindy and Russell, Oswald and Danny, and Mary and Peach. The third bus leaves at 11 a.m., and has Gary and Dave and Peggy and Claire are on it. One, the first bus actually breaks down. Blows out a tire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, and this is what, it, there's a moment of panic here, but this is what I love. Is, is, is it Chris or Alex from Chris and Alex? It was Chris, I think. Chris, I guess, knows how to change a tire, and he's not waiting around. He gets everybody up, yeah. and he's going to change his tire. And I just, I just love it, because basically all the teams are just like, okay, what do we need to do? And the bus driver is almost just kind of standing back and letting them do it because they're <laughs> so invested. My thought process is what do all these people who are just like sitting on the bus just kind of probably like, oh, you know, there's our bus. Like, what would you think when you just see a band of like six to eight Americans with TV cameras on them, like yeah. aggressively changing a tire? And they're like, we got to fix this ourselves. I know. Because yeah. I, I know the bus driver was trying to change it at one point yeah. and he had said like, and the one of the contestants had said like, oh, if he's not doing it right, I'm just going to hop in there. And I'm like, yeah. And then wow. he did. And that's what uh, yeah. he did. Yeah. They got to take matters into their own hands. I mean, I feel like they really just cast extroverts on this show who are just, like, willing to do whatever. Can you cast an introvert on this show? I think you have to, like, have the personality That's for true. it. Yeah. So I think overall this was, like, a pretty good scene. It was pretty entertaining. But that's not um, the only bus trouble that was encountered. Yeah, what is going on with the buses in Brazil here? Do they just, like, conk out what is happening? I don't know. Is this a pattern that we're looking at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is this a sabotage of The Amazing Race? So also the bus with Gary and Dave on it um, broke down. But I think they, I think another bus came and they ended up being fine. Um, this wasn't really detrimental to anybody, but it was kind of a an interesting scene and added a little bit of entertainment value to this moment. The double bus breakdown. Double bus breakdown. <laughs> but either way, the teams do get back and up on their way. And when they reach their destination, the twins head off to the pit stop while the others have to get into a Jeep SUV type thing. Yes. And direct themselves to the roadblock. Yes, which is at Makuko Safari Dock in Iguazu National Park. I love this roadblock. I would absolutely 100% do it. I think it would be so much fun. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the roadblock thing was literally who has a keen eye and good sense of direction, and right away it's chill. Because... Of course. Yeah, because if anything direction-wise, that's that's in your hands, Jill. If we've learned anything. Yeah. I will say, though, and here kind of at the, the roadblock first time or the first two who arrive are tara and will and chris and alex and there seems to be a little bit of an alliance forming yeah they had like a little bit of a mini alliance where they were kind of helping each other but there was also like a tiny bit of drama with the jeeps because they were working together and then tara and will just kind of took off without chris and alex but tara didn't want him to yeah she was telling will to wait and the and chris and alex knew that so i think it's honestly that almost might be the way to do it it's like if you want to form an alliance like have one person who will like you know, in that because in in that instance, Chris and Alex can't be mad at both of them as a team. They're just mad at one of them. Yeah, but still, I feel like it only takes one person for you to get mad, and then like ditch the whole team. But I don't think this alliance is gonna last. It's and, pretty early on. 
Yeah. Yeah. I will say that Chris and Alex and Tara Will are giving very strong Robin Brennan and Frank, Frank and Margarita, Margarita vibes. Yeah. Like, ab- like, almost identical. That is true. And so, yeah, after Will and Tara kind of, like, ditch Chris and Alex, Will asks Chris and Alex for help. And then Tara says, quote, you're a horrible, evil man. So... Yeah. This is, and we should, this is before they get to the roadblock navigating there. Yes. So I guess this is just kind of their banter. Um, Martine, do you have any impressions of Will and Tara here? Is it banter or is it mean? That's my question here. Yeah. I mean, I, you're going to run into like <laughs> personal problems with the contestants. They're obviously going to argue coming on to the show. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I'm here for it. Yeah. Well, I do still, like, yeah. I do like some drama, yeah. but ah, I just don't think it's in good taste personally no, it's not and you know what i think that's the reason why they were cast on the show they were cast so people would say okay you're not a good person and they're cast because they knew that they were going to create some drama and that's what we're here for that's mm-hmm. what makes good tv in the end yeah but i will say after at the roadblock when it's tara and then which one of it from chris and alex is which one of them sorry is i have no idea Maybe one of alex. whoever's doing the the roadblock they both get up to the you have to get off the boat once you no we didn't even explain the roadblock sorry so you get into kind of this raft that then they have to navigate through these like minor rapids into kind of the heart of the falls they have to spot the amazing race flag and then the boat will go over towards the flag they get out go up some steps and there's a clue box and when the two of them get because they've kind of teamed up get up there they actually take a moment and just like take in the falls and i really appreciated that yeah and they said that they they loved working together so maybe there could be a little bit of a postseason romance there between Tara and Alex who knows it was a cool roadblock it was very scenic it looked very nice but yeah really not not a lot going on there and no and again no team struggled with it immensely Mm -mm. so then yeah after the roadblock um, teams have to drive and then hike over to the pit stop and the first team to arrive are Shola and Doyin who had the fast forward and they had such a rough leg but they were persistent Pun and intended. ended up in first anyway pun intended rough leg yeah they did okay well whatever <laughs> but i don't think they won anything did they no i yeah. I, d- I don't remember phil saying they won anything which is weird because it was tara and will that won the first leg and they got a trip to hawaii they did yeah i would feel ripped off if i were so they didn't get anything no no and oh. they just started doing prizes this season or the one prize that was last leg yeah they didn't do prizes for the first leg uh last season which is a staple of the amazing yeah. race canada too well i think that just comes with budget probably they they needed the sponsorships yeah and they didn't have them there's not a lot of drama in the next couple check-ins until we reach the end quote unquote peggy and claire yeah so just really quickly chris and alex are in second here tara and will are in third mary and peach come in fourth gary and david are in fifth cindy and russell in sixth oswald and danny are in seventh and yes peggy and claire they think that they're dead last they think they're done they think that their race has come to an end but they were surprised once again they had the the honestly the best pit stop reaction we've seen all show and these are the ones I missed last season like yeah. these types of reactions. Yeah, and we see here everybody yeah, okay, so when they're walking in, first of all they called Phil Doctor Doom. <laughs> they said, "Oh yeah, we walked in and it's very dramatic." And you think, "Okay, swell." <laughs> Which is such like old lady term that I love. And I think they said swell earlier because I think at the train station they got somebody to translate for them, and they said, yeah, we met this really swell guy who translated it all for us. And you know what? Peggy and Claire, they are everything to me. It's giving all be dipped. (laughs) 
Merchant, are you loving these reference, constant references? <laughs> it's they're lost on me, but I really appreciate them. Yeah. It, it feels like the Amazing Race. It, it just keeps on going, adds on to itself. That's the thing. That's why we're here, and we're here to document every moment of it. So, Martine, I'm sure you were elated to see the gutsy grannies make it to eighth place. I couldn't be happier. Yeah. I I needed them to be in it, and I was getting close to the end. I was getting nervous. Yeah. I, they were nervous. It was getting to me. But I think that's the spirit of the Amazing Race is that, I mean, it's not over until it's over. Yeah. But also, like, I I don't think it's as simple as, like, oh, these ones are the most athletic. They're going to win. I like that there's a chance for the gutsy grannies to win, to get in there, to keep going. Anything can happen. Anything can happen on the race. I am praying that we will have them for weeks to come. And all the other teams seem to love the gutsy grannies as well as the other teams are very excited to see them coming at the pit stop they're hugging they're cheering they are happy to see them so the gutsy grannies come in at eighth and now we have quite an intense battle yes between blake and page and hope and norm here and blake and page here impress me again with their resourcefulness they are talking to people on the bus and they meet somebody with a travel guide and they get a map and directions for how to get to the roadblock before they even get off and now they're saying that they did it quite sneakily they knew yes. that hope and norm were on the same bus but they didn't they're like as much as we love them you know it's a race so they sneak to the back they copy the map and then that gives them a little bit of an advantage getting to the roadblock yep so they get to the roadblock first Page completes the roadblock first, and yeah, they check into the pit stop in uh, ninth place, and Hope and Norm are eliminated. Martine, how do you feel about Hope and Norm here? Honestly, did not have a lot of thoughts on them to begin with. Yeah. In this moment, I mean, I was there with Blake and Page. I was rooting for them. I like the resourcefulness, yeah. and I don't think someone should be punished for not having that, but it worked out how it worked out for a reason maybe and i mean blake and page had quite the drop but i think it was due to them losing their wallet yeah but they made up for it they impressively. bounced back and i think i think next episode they're gonna we're gonna see them come back see yeah i think they yeah have the ability to come back and i think i hope we will we'll be seeing them for a long time because i think they have a lot of grit in them i think they have a lot of fight in them and hope and norm were giving stale bread they were giving nothing I'm with you. I agree. I say good riddance, Hope and Norm. You're out of here. I do have a question for Blake, though, and I noticed oh. this throughout the episode. Does he have a budget for his, like, bandanas and his cowboy hats? Because <laughs> they change frequently. I was watching oh, this. Okay. I observed this, actually. You're I wrote, on Cowboy this Watch, yeah. several times in my notes here. Oh. It felt like it was always changing in the best way. Like, it, right. it kept it very fresh for me, and it showed, oh, time has passed. And it helped me with the pacing of the show. Okay. I look forward to seeing that more. This is the perspective that we needed and why we brought you on here. So I thank you for that. Yeah. So that's the episode, but I have to, we have to talk about the scenes from next week's episode Mm -hmm. because the one that really stuck out to me is the gutsy grannies sleeping through their departure (laughs) time and Blake choosing not to wake them up. See, you know, and I, Andrew, I know you, I know you wouldn't wake them up. Like, let's be real. You're ruthless. But how do you sleep, like, to sleep through your departure time? That, that's the worst yeah. way to get out. Like, if I were to be eliminated in any way, that would be the, the I think, the one that w- I would hate the most. Because you would just beat yourself up about it. Yeah, because it's such a stupid thing. But, I don't know. I feel like it might not be that huge of a deal. But we'll see. Maybe they're just trying to get us. They might be trying to get us, which is what they do on these shows. Blame it on the edit here. Yeah, we're blaming it on the edit. But overall, I thought it was a, a, a really fun, fast 
fast-paced episode. Like there was always something happening. It wasn't there wasn't really a slow point. I thought. I know. Gauging well, even throughout. our even our recording. Like I'm looking at the time. Either we're just getting better at this and we're more concise, <laughs> or this was just a tightly packed but like well well done episode. Yeah, I don't really have much complaints here other than the detour, obviously. But uh, comparatively, the detour isn't as bad as what we've seen in the past. No, they're getting slightly better. Yeah. Um, I, I bet, you know, if we go back through literally every single episode, we'll talk about the quality of a detour. Like, if you went back and listened. Yeah. But, you know what? You need to talk about it because they're still not great, but they're getting better. Yeah, we had a detour, we had a roadblock, we had some nice traveling we had some drama with the with the bus transportation i think overall checks every box of an amazing race episode it was eventful and it was fun martine any kind of final thoughts on the episode as someone who was coming into this completely blind i think it was a good episode to come in for and i think it it got me the energy that i think the amazing race has and i think i'm gonna tune in for some more episodes and i look forward to hearing from the podcast Okay. Well, we love hearing from you guys as well. So send us an email, amazingracerewind at gmail.com, or follow us at Amazing Race Rewind. Andrew always posts clips from episodes. You know, we love to, we always love to have a new subscriber, new follower. Yeah. And actually, I was looking at the Amazing Race Wikia page from this episode, and there were a couple fun facts on there that I thought would be notable. Um, So actually, the location of the Samba Club was originally in argentina but it got switched due to ongoing riots going on at the time oh interesting wow yeah so they were supposed to be in argentina this leg and also when blake and Paige were driving to the roadblock apparently the jeep provided for them in the episode broke down through no fault of his own or his sister and allegedly threatened to sue cbs for it but ultimately it sorry didn't, blake didn't make a threatened, to... threatened to sue cbs because their their jeep broke down that is Robin Brennan on, like, the next level. And we didn't get a clip of that at all? Not even, like, a bonus well, scene of that happening? Maybe we I need the like DVD. I that's not a good look for CBS if they were to have... No, have but if it made it onto thing. the Wikipedia page, what what happened there? Had that story leak? Yeah. You well, know what? These maybe, people have given a lot of post-race interviews. Yeah. Maybe it was on the DVD, which we haven't acquired. Um, <laughs> maybe we need to work on that. Yeah. Maybe someone you could gift it to us. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to have a P.O. box now. We're going to open that <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send some, some physical wow. gifts to us. But yeah, ultimately, in the end, it didn't make a difference since they beat Hope and Norm anyway without any production intervention or a time... Um, I mean, that really says something about Paige and Blake here. Like, they're... They're overcoming Their work all ethic yeah. throughout has just been stellar. Yep. Well, I don't have anything else to add. I don't know about you guys. I am looking forward to the rest of the season. Gutsy Grannies for the win. That's all I have to say. Gutsy Grannies for the win. I think that's a general consensus. Okay. So. Thank you so much for listening. Again, Instagram, Gmail. Yeah. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Share us with a friend. Help us out. And we will see you next week with episode three. Bye. Bye. Bye.